You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, let's get back to some boring subjects. Understand the risk to our country. Freedom brings people together. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians Network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Welcome to We Are Libertarians. My name is Chris Spangle, and you're listening to episode 309 on August 23rd, 2018. We've got a potpourri of uh, topics. We've got the uh, the old sharpshooter, Tad Western, here. We've got Chris Galt, one of the OGs. They're both wearing their Make America Great Again hats for whatever reason. We'll find out why here in just one moment. Warning. This show is for adults, produced by semi-adults. So the language is sometimes strong and offensive. Uh, I don't know what I said. Uh. Welcome to We Are Libertarians, where our goal is to help you sound smarter while talking to your friends. We examine current events from a libertarian perspective while treating modern politics with all of the irreverence it deserves. There has been lie after lie. We toss out the screaming heads, put people before political parties, and give context to the news to make you think. Now, here's our host, a 15-year veteran of politics and media, Chris Spangle. All right, welcome to the program tonight. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, Rob Kendall was supposed to be here, but he has a sick lady, so he had to take care of his wife. Uh, so he wasn't able to get parole, Tad. Oh, damn it. I was hoping to see Rob to wish him and Bruce... Happy birthday, because it's Bruce's birthday this week. It is Bruce's birthday. And also, also, here's Chris Galt. How are you, Chris? I'm doing great, Spangle. How are you? I'm so glad. Now, what the hell are you two wearing? <laughs> Head warmers. <laughs> Head warmers. <laughs> now, so I bought for a comedy skit that I was doing, a guy named Larry, uh, mocking a Trump supporter back in the day. Uh, so, oh, oh my God. <clears throat> so, anyways... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was I was ready to mosh. How do you like the new intro? I love it. Uh, yeah, I, not too bad. It got a little annoying there. I'm, not bad for about ten seconds. I've only I've only gotten one complaint so far, but uh, I've I, gotten I, a complaint. I have it. gotten a complaint. So we have a survey which you can take. You want bo- it to be folk music? It's, <laughs> it's at the bottom of weirdlibertarians.com, and somebody's like, yeah, "I don't like the new intro." It's it, like not really any different. It wouldn't be a libertarian <laughs> podcast about. At least one complaint. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so you got a heavy metal intro. Make get a rap intro going. You know, get exactly. a get a country intro, and then you know, mix it up every every other episode. Well, the, the so then people don't know what's coming. The theory is that mo- I mean, if you look at the stats now, you see most people are listening for the first like minute, and they they tune in to see what you're going to talk about, and then if they aren't interested, they bounce. If they are, sure. they stick around, and so. I wanted to change it up and you know grab people out right right away with you know little Ron Paul, little Trump, little current events, and then you know the intro, and then you repeat essentially what you want people to remember about the show. You're telling them every time, like, hey, this is not screaming heads, this is conversation. So that's the point of it. But yeah, uh, it does a good job, right? So we're trying to just make it 
as new people, we have we have hit a new milestone. We have ten thousand downloads on an episode that was released a month ago. Yeah, so that was, that was a good episode. Our thanks. Which one was it? I think it was the one I was on. <laughs> you got the Tad Western bump. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Tad and I are kind of standing together right now with these hats on. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 uh, it's because you, sometimes you don't always agree with what people say. Right. We say that a lot. Right. But, see, but when but the key is you got to stand up with the dissent when they're, especially when they're getting bullied on by the government. So, so you're wearing you're wearing a Keep America Great hat because infowars.com stands for freedom of speech. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Tad, I just was like, "Here, here's my red. I have a red Make America Great Again hat." Yeah, I, I walked like, in the door and I was this was forced upon me, yeah. so you have to wear it. And I said, "I have a really sm- tiny head." Well, I wore this for Rob, but Rob didn't come, so yeah. I knew Rob wore his last time I was on, so. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think he's been here. Rob Kendall is our favorite Trump supporter. He interviewed Trump, uh, which aired in the We Are Libertarians feed, if you go back and listen to it. But I don't think he's been here since 2016. He he and I had a disagreement. Uh, Gold, as you know, I fight with friends a lot, (laughs) and... uh, It was my first episode back after a long time, and it was with Rob. And it was about immigration. And it was a long time ago now. And it got got heated. (laughs) It did. Yeah, and Yeah, and uh, who's right? (laughs) Molly would still be alive? Rob's wall would be... Wow. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so here's the the thing about these two characters. Uh, I always enjoy talking about conspiracies, and, uh, you know, they're... The three of us are Alex Jones fans. I don't think because of the conspiracy theory stuff, but mainly because he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. We were watching Alex before the show started. It was insanely funny. It, we were just laughing. It's at great everything. entertainment. Oh yeah, he's the best salesman. He did. He did. Uh, <laughs> he did something today on the show where he was making fun of Brian Stelter, and so they put up a picture of Brian Stelter from CNN talking, and it was basically, I don't like Alex Jones to be banned. I want him to be able to play. It was. <laughs> and like as they went to commercial, you could hear him crack himself up. And, so, like, do you guys think that the uh, the the court document about him being um, basically a character actor? Yeah. Like, do you think that? Do you think he believes actually what he says? I think he does to an extent. I think he probably used that as a excuse, a law excuse, so as he could keep his kids. Because I think his wife was arguing that he was using, saying that he was going on all these other podcasts. I think she even cited when he went on Joe Rogan that oh, he smokes weed and he does all this shit. So then he's like, says all this crazy stuff, and then I think he just used like, well, I'm. A char- pretty much a character at this right. point, characterization of what he used to be. Yeah, you know? it starts out with what you believe because. <clears throat> but who am I to talk I, about? I, I do sales, kind of like Alex, right? And I work for the company that has the greatest internet in the whole country. But I used to work for their competitor. Apparently, not AT and T, according to my experience. Uh, <laughs> I used to work for their competitor, who you may have just named, and I used to have to act like they had the best internet in the world. <laughs> right. <laughs> and now I did believe in their product for a little while, but. It, you you have to take that belief and you have to exacerbate it, and that's what Alex Jones does. He believes what he's saying, but then he extremely makes it a show, and that's that's his thing. That's how he sells it. Sells right. it. So he's got an angle like any other broadcaster yeah. does. That's right. Yeah, I pretend to be friendly, but you have an agenda. Of course, I have an agenda. And so does Alex Jones. Uh, I am here to inform the people of libertarianism. I, I talk about current events because current events is what hooks people. That's what they come and they want to hear about. They want to hear what is happening in the news. And then I slip the libertarianism in on you. 
I just hook. I just well, you know, I, I make your drink. Make sure they're eighteen years old before you go slipping anything. <laughs> okay. Your your real agenda is once the libertarians take the White House, you want to be press secretary. I, that's right. I'm just, <laughs> I, I just want the bump you that set Alex, yourself up. I want the bump that Alex got when Bill Weld is president in twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, you know, speaking of Jones, I did uh, the Chris Spengel show. Um, which, if you haven't listened, great show, greatest host, no better host in the entire world, fantastic. It's pretty good. Yeah. And it's me talking into a microphone once a day, giving you just uh, 20 minutes, 30 minutes of news. Uh, and so you can spend your drive to or from work with me. I'll post it by about nine every night. And so today I broke down Ron Wyden talking, uh, Senator Ron Wyden, who is good and bad, uh, really good on like issues of privacy or whatever. But really uh, garbage on this uh, freedom of speech stuff. So if you're on a podcast, uh, either one of you, let's say you're on a podcast and you're asked. This is a hypothetical question. Let's hear the question. You're not being asked it right now on a podcast. I, 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 <laughs> I break the whole thing down. And so you can hear the whole thing on the Chris Bangle Show, episode six. Uh, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, but go check that out. Please subscribe. P- please download. Uh, please clap. And uh, that's your your daily dose of We Are Libertarian. Some of you, the the greatest compliment to me is like when you look at this survey, which you can fill out at the bottom of WeAreLibertarians.com. And in the dislikes, the most common dislike was, I wish there were more. Like that is very, uh, very nice. Um, but the senators on this tech podcast called Recode Decode with Kara Swisher, who is a longtime uh, Silicon Valley tech person, and she she asks the following question, and then I'm going to ask the boys, like, what would your answer if you were a senator for the United States government? What would you What would you say? Zuckerberg's been on Capitol Hill. I want to get into your assessment of how that went in a minute, but um, let's talk about the Alice Jones thing in more detail because everyone's had a, initially they were very much uh, against doing anything about it. I had a, a podcast with Mark Zuckerberg where he talked about allowing this stuff to go on, and then they made a switch, removing Al- Alex Jones. Uh, from the platform, so did Google, so did uh, around YouTube, so did others. Uh, Twitter has held firm. Talk to me about the, the difficulties of, of dealing with stuff like that, because there's First Amendment issues, and then there's freedom from consequence of what you say, too. How would you answer that question, Tad Western? If I'm the senator? Yeah. I'm like, well, are you talking about the just the issue in general with Alex Jones, or are we talking about the— That specific question— how would how would you deal with free speech issues versus consequences of speech, Senator? Tad well, Weston. we already have it. We already have laws dedicated to consequences of speech if something happens. Right. So, what? In just because you're on the internet, what the hell is that ha- any different than any other any other thing? Now, I understand private companies can have their terms of service or whatever. My issue with it is when you keep changing your terms of service or don't even cite what exactly was said to break those terms of service or something's taken out of context and edited, then that's not a, I, I, I don't know. You can still ban people if you want, but what it doesn't make any damn sense to me. Right. <laughs> Senator Chris Galt. Oh, I, I'm, I'm going to be the press real quick. That's okay. the headline for tomorrow. Senator Tad Western curses while he defends Alex Jones on, <laughs> on national TV. <laughs> How do you think I got here, damn it? I, I didn't even notice. <laughs> he cursed twice. <laughs> I didn't even notice. I didn't even notice. Listen. Uh, Fake news. <laughs> all those, those companies are private companies, and they make their own decisions. 
we will always stand up for our American citizens and their freedom of speech, but they don't have a right to use those platforms. Right. They can make their own platforms, and I encourage Alex Jones to do so. Uh, Senator Chris Spangle would respond to the question with, this is a matter of free speech. This is a matter of political speech. And even though Alex Jones says things that are gross, that I vehemently disagree with, I firmly support a person's right to speak about politics in any way, shape, or form. There are consequences if you lie about someone, if you try to commit fraud, if you slander or libel someone. Then there are existing laws that can, you know, be a redress of those for those consequences. But at the end of the day, I, as a United States senator, have absolutely no ability to regulate what this man says or does not says on whatever platform he says it. It's up to those companies to police it, and I don't see that this is an issue for the federal government. And furthermore, I'd also like to add that I just find this busybodiness of us always needing a solution and looking to the government to solu- to make this solution up for people is inappropriate. And I would encourage my colleagues across the aisle to chill out and stop lying and making up conspiracy theories. Let's see what Senator Ron Wyden says. Well, I think what the Alex Jones case shows – Is he drunk? Uh, he's old and white and from Oregon. So he's high. Right. (laughs) We're going to really be looking at what the consequences are for just leaving common decency in the dust. Mm -hmm. I mean, that to me, and I'll have some more to say about it. As you know, I'm working on a privacy bill. Mm -hmm. Uh, Elmer Fudd. Common decency. How would you define common decency, Tad? I, I, I have zero decency, let alone common decency. So <laughs> I, I don't know what that means, if that's a legal term or if it can even be regulated. So I don't – I have no idea what he's talking about. He doesn't want to get – he doesn't want to make a headline like I've made. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Galt? What does common decency mean to you? Uh, you wear a shirt, you wear some shoes, and you don't steal. <laughs> you pay for the food. <laughs> That's he never really. Decency. He never really. Exp- I don't think you can define it. Right, you can't. Yeah. It's like hate speech. Yeah, exactly. It's just some it's arbitrary. It's blanket term mm-hmm. of bullshit. It does. It, exactly. it means nothing. So it's just like the FCC and the radio industry in the '90s. Common decency was used to regulate radio shows uh, and censor people like Howard Stern, and it's a violation of free speech. The the Federal Communications Commission has no reasonable. Uh, mandate to censor what is a community standard on any radio station. Um, I think that the heart of it has got to be uh, citizens, you know, controlling their private uh, data. I think mm-hmm. there's got to be real transparency. There's got to be consequences for mm-hmm. misusing someone's uh, data. But this goes right to the heart of the real value of Section 230, mm-hmm. and I guess. If people want to say, you know, we ought to just have the government start dictating. And by the way, mm-hmm. one of the most stunning aspects of the last couple of He basically is like, you know, because all these companies are going, why are we the arbiters of what is appropriate? If you're going if, if to call us to Congress and kick our ass over what is said on our platform, then you figure out. Stop making us the bad guys and losing value in, in our shares. Well, there's also the tail, the other side of that coin is these aren't just United States companies. They're all, they're global companies right. and they've also been, they've been making special platforms for China or wherever, mm-hmm. India, the EU, mm-hmm. where they actually are cracking down on hate, what they consider hate speech. Mm-hmm. You can't 
you can't post stories about uh, their government, their government, anything negative mm-hmm. about certain classes or whatever. Anything they deem, well, hell, you can't have a butter knife in England. It's considered right. a deadly weapon. <laughs> but my thing is, like, where, what, at what point do they? At some point, these companies are going to start implementing the easiest route, and I think it's probably going to be the censorship route, right? Just to appease a larger market like China. We we make the argument, and and it is, it's their property; they can do what they want. But they're they're giving into pressure from the federal government because the government is using force. And they always talk about monopolies. These uh, these companies are not monopolies. I take a piece of content, and right now, this piece of content that you are hearing is being published to a podcast feed on four or five different platforms. The video is streaming to probably six different platforms. The, the spoken word version of it will be posted on a website, on multiple websites. <clears throat> so the, the reality is that the idea that these are monopolies and we should break them up and regulate them doesn't hold water. And it's, a, it's a stupid thing to repeat because you're just making the argument that we should regulate them. And my main issue with that is it's not even that it's the monopoly standpoint of it just because it's you know Facebook or whatever. But the fact that these companies can actually be tyrants against freedom of speech, right. which freedom of speech isn't granted to you by the government. It's a idea it's you you have it yeah you have it and, it, and the the first amendment says they can't take it from you because of because in the past it's been governments who've been the the tyrants who've cracked down on it right and i mean we're pretty much into uncharted territories at this point right there is one monopoly who's that the government right the government that's is exactly the right. monopoly and that's what we need to be tearing down the government's yeah. a monopoly of force that's forcing all these companies to do this right and we've been hypercritical of these companies and their censorship of conservatives. But I think I was wrong in saying that late last year. I think the reality is that we need to keep our eyes on – we need to keep our eyes on the enemy and keep our battle rifles by our bed. Because the the reality is that we have to speak up in defense of these companies and their right to do whatever they want to do with their property while making sure that as consumers, they they don't censor people like us. You know, this is this is an issue between us and them, and it is not an issue for the government. It's like when I I shadowed a cop once in high school because I wanted to be a police officer, and so we showed up to a domestic dispute. Yeah, and so we showed up to this domestic uh, dispute, and they said, "I'm not going in until we get two more officers here because the second they they may be wanting to kill each other, but the second I put my hands on him to restrain him, she loses her mind, and that's how we need to be. We need to be a crazy ex girlfriend who is sitting here going. You touch them, and you're going to get us. And I think we need to put pressure on our congresspeople and say we don't want regulation of these platforms in any way, shape, or form. The entire thing of the Russian narrative is just BS. It's totally made up at this point. Uh, and it's just a process. They're, they're looking at charging uh, Trump Jr., Donald Trump Jr., with uh, perjury sooner rather than later. And that's always been the entire pretense. The, the, the entire thing was just to get their hands into Donald Trump's personal world. Cast the net, baby. That's right. And, 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 and as you said, get into the Trump organization. And oh, yeah, that's where we were talking earlier about how this Cohen is going to lead down to the Trump organization. Because if, right. you read the, if you read the Cohen indictment and what, everything he pled guilty to, it was 
pretty much he was reimbursed by the Trump organization, and then Donald and Eric were Trump. President Trump had stepped down by the time that the payments had went through. So, right, pretty much it's just leading to him. Yeah, and so I think you're going to see the the Trump organization and Donald Trump himself. I think are corrupt people, and I think you're going to. I don't, I I, I listen, don't. As David K. Johnston has reported, the reality is that Donald Trump has has a lot of shady business dealings, and he has probably laundered yeah, money, absolutely. Russian money specifically, and that's why he's so eager to not talk about the Russians. Is that what Russians do? Is they use offshore accounts to invest in New York real estate, and that's why it's so high. And so he probably has colluded with the Russians to steal money and not pay taxes and and to have these shady business deals going on and that's what's going to bring him down or he's going to step down to protect one of his kids it won't be eric that's for sure but if they get ivanka then he's definitely stepping down but uh that's that's the whole point <laughs> and, i heard they're coming after baron next and and i don't know that it's necessarily a situation where people were meeting in a washington dc you know basement of a pizza shop or anything and talking about how to bring down president trump i think it's events build on each other and then you get to a certain place but talk about undermining the will of the people yeah. you know w- w- the the chilling effect that i had after donald trump said he wouldn't accept the peaceful transfer of power to hillary clinton that undermined the very underpinnings of this country and that's ultimately what the democrats have done mm-hmm. and and as grotesque as donald trump is it is it is shocking to see this narrative continue when there's very clearly after three years of investigation, no collusion. And now it's starting to creep into Democrats using it to their advantage and the media cheering them on and encouraging it to steal our, our ability to speak freely on the Internet. They demonized him for it. Right. For saying that. Right. Like, why the, all the hypocrisy? They don't see it, They don't see it as hypocrisy. Because they turned around and did exactly what they demonized him for. Right. Let's continue with Senator Ron Wyden and, and his questions about stealing your rights. Today's mm-hmm. is to see conservative politicians, yeah. people like Kevin McCarthy mm-hmm. and Ted Cruz, mm-hmm. they are essentially saying that the government mm-hmm. should run private companies. The government should dictate mm-hmm. To private companies, what they're doing, I'm sure it's very popular with their base, mm-hmm. but it doesn't happen to be the right thing. And I think there is a much better model that was bipartisan mm-hmm. that really relates to what I call rights and responsibilities. Right. That was what. So, Section what, what rights about. do you think they should have now? How do you assess their reaction to? Just let's use Alex Jones as the example. How do you assess their reactions to him and and the changing? Nature. I do think at some point Twitter is going to throw him off the platform. My guess is they're preparing that. But, how but I've I... been – all right. So what? Senator Tad Western. Talk about leading. Uh, you're in this interview, and I'm talking to Senator Tad Western, and I say, but what, what do you – how do you assess the reaction of these platforms? And the implication in her voice is – have they really done enough? They need to go further. They need to completely ban every, right. everything that Let's he's re- ever done off the internet. Remove his proce- credit card processors and his URL abilities. Let's end yeah. his hosting. Let's make sure that he doesn't get power to his his offices. Let's ban his access to bank accounts. Right. Shut off his power. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, Anything common carrier wise. Right. Shut no, it down. The post office is no longer delivering to him. Uh, so. <laughs> 
so Senator Western, what has been your reaction to how these companies have handled Alex Jones? My reaction would be they can do whatever they want, but he is broadcasting from his own his own he's got his own television station, his own satellites, his own podcast, whatever. He puts it up. I don't understand how if they are protected under law by anything that he says because he is the content creator, they're just the platform. Right. They can't be sued for anything that he says. Right. Section two thirty says that they're just they're a conduit. They're like Absolutely. It's like me calling Chris Galt and the phone company breaking in and saying, You said something offensive, we're going to end your service with AT and T. But they did that with the radio. Right. Well, now, yeah, and that's yeah, what but, they tried to say he was because he was broadcasting on the radio. The pirate radio station mm-hmm. in Austin was really shut down for being a pirate radio station. But mm-hmm. Alex, yeah, Jones, they were broadcasting Alex Jones. Yeah. It wasn't him. Yeah. His radio station. That's yeah, what they. That's what they. But so Jones, what, <laughs> Jones. Jones says that he was never. It's not his flagship station, which. What flagship station means is that's your home base, and like you have to have good relations with that station because you know you want if your your local station isn't doing well, then why would another station buy your product? And so when they report that his flagship station got down, it's a signal to other radio stations that carry a show that they may be next. Yeah, but the reality is Alex Jones doesn't work with these people. Uh, he 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 says. And as a libertarian, I want more pirate radio stations. That's right. He says. Yeah. He says <laughs> we just give them the feed and they carried it. They're not our flagship station. Yeah, he, all of his feeds are actually free to air, and you can run commercials right. over them. Right. If we, you know anything about Alex Jones. But right. we've been to this position before, where speech was completely free and anybody could listen to it broadcast, right. and then we regulated it. Right. And now we're getting to that same point again, where speech is free, anyone can say whatever they want. And now, well, isn't that the problem though? The problem, yeah. the problem is that Alex Jones gets way more viewers than yeah. CNN. The well, problem is that you know Mark Dice made a video as I was listening, you know about how he gets three thousand likes on a on a tweet, but then you know Chris Cuomo gets a hundred, and I think that's the issue why they're pushing the narrative so much is because they realize they are a dying platform and nobody's watching TV, nobody's reading newspapers, right? And this guy because he's built up an audience over the last twenty whatever years, however long he's been. He's been on the radio forever. Right. And he's built his he's mm-hmm. built his loyal audience through being Alex Jones. I mean, Alex, you tune into Alex Jones to hear kind of like what Art Bell did with Coast to Coast and everything else, you know. Right. It's a, it's a show, and he talks politics. He, he, he speaks his mind, and people – it resonates with people. Yeah. But now, since they feel that he's the big – as they say, the tip of the iceberg or something. <laughs> yeah, like he's some the he's hate the, broadcasting. He's the, the man beta. on the mountain. Yeah. yeah, they've got to shut him down. You can't even talk about him. So, uh, Senator Galt, <laughs> what is your opinion of how these companies have handled Alex Jones and other conservative and libertarian voices? Well, I just I love you- the face that you make. You get very serious when you're doing this. Look at his, <laughs> look at his face. He got very senatorial. You'll have to go watch the YouTube well. version of this. <laughs> well, I just find it disgraceful, Spangle. I really do that they didn't act fast enough. No, that <gasps> they've done anything <gasps> at all. <gasps> Cut the feed. Fire him. Social media used to be the bastion of free speech. It used to be the place where you could go and say the most ignorant, stupid stuff you wanted. And you'd scroll through it all, and you'd ignore it. <laughs> Whatever. That's how it was. That's how it should be. Right. It shouldn't be 
my the first ten things I see are all handpicked by Facebook curators. No, and that's what's going to happen. And that is that's the only way to solve the problem. If the, the problem with right. quotes that they see, that's the only way. They're that's the only solution that would actually work. What yeah. they will do if is they want a solution that'll work. Now, usually they they are fine with solutions that don't work. Right. They they just want they just want more power. They just want. To they're not really yep. about fixing a problem. They just want to control the industry. Well, what what they're going to do is they're going to have preferred partners. We are my, my yeah my right. favorites when they uh, when they too they they uh, for their plausible deniability they partner with like Southern Poverty Law Center right. and then they have all these other groups they who are you know Snopes or whatever to fact check which Snopes needs to fact check its own yeah I mean it's it that, that's what they do so they can say well Snopes said it was yeah. fake article well you look at Robert Spencer the SPLC was behind him getting kicked off of Patreon and Mastercard. And I guarantee you, as Harry pointed out, they probably thought it was Richard Spencer, not Robert Spencer. But the, what the guy talks about, he he's a monster if you read SPLC. But if you read his content, he's just he's no fan of Muslim extremists, you know. And so they label him as hate speech. I love our Somalis. So uh, yeah, the the, the what's going to happen? And, and in that Brian Stelzer interview, is they started talking about how you know we made some. Jack Dorsey started talking about how we made some mistakes with uh, social proof and showing how many people followers have. We incentivized gaining followers. We incentivized likes and retweets. And uh, so, it, what they're going to do is remove that stuff. And what that does is that removes the the organic growth. Mm-hmm. And so. The only people who will have any kind of significance, a, a Mark Dice, for instance, if you don't know who he is, he's basically an Alex Jones reporter who has like 300,000 followers. That guy would never grow. We would never grow to eight, 9,000 Twitter followers like we have. But to uh, me, that's fine. Act that's like, better than banning people from the platform. Sure. That's better than censoring. Because I can still look you up, and I can still personally follow right. you, and I can still share your stuff. You you just will not... There The days of organic growth on these... If we started We Are Libertarians now, we would yeah. end up with 100 likes by yeah. the by the end of next year. Because it would only be people you knew. Right. The only way to gain any audience on these sites is to have an external uh, platform like this driving people to that, and people go, oh, I want to tag my favorite podcast in this thing about how much i love this show which everybody does right mm. uh and they so then they go oh like you know or they see it on the website they th- the reality is that people don't like pages or like twitter accounts as much as they did three years right. ago but uh but yeah the the days of organic growth and media independent media rising on the back of social media is over bye bye and the and the media doesn't care because at the end of the day the media ultimately wants people to be licensed journalists they wanted to destroy that that right. growth right they want people to come up in the in the system and if you want to be a journalist then you have to go to a college go to journalism school go work for a small town newspaper Show that you have some uh, writing ability or editorial ability and rise your way up. And then you can move to New York and work for Breitbart. <laughs> right. Well, or um, <laughs> get promoted if you're not a white male. But <laughs> the And so that's how they, they want you to come up is because they want to mold you in the, in the form that they have predetermined. They don't want a We Are Libertarians where we don't fit into any mold. So opinion journalism at We Are Libertarians yeah. – is molded by my personal mm-hmm. experiences at many different outlets, many different jobs, many different, you know, strains of thought, and all your co-hosts and, and, and all, all their different strains of thought. Exactly right, and they don't want that. They don't want this kind of talk because 
it's free thought. It's right. It it's not part of groupthink, and that is why you have to support independent journalism at patreon.com slash wheeler and that's why you kind of have to support alex jones even if you don't like him it's which right is why i'm wearing the hat which is <laughs> which is how i feel that's it's, how i explain it's, it. it's you know it's they, they keep bringing up the sandy hook thing for instance yeah how many different people on a daily basis are subjects of a news report about- on, by a mainstream media outlet or a local news outlet and their lives are ruined or they i have personally been misquoted half a dozen times you know, I was made to look like an absolute idiot by Jim Shella at Wish TV uh, in 2010, to the point that it was called getting shelled in the local Libertarian Party, and so. But that was hundreds and thousands of episodes ago he that ma- it happened, right? He, and he'd been interviewed on mainstream media about it already, and right. there wasn't any backlash then. That's right. I, I, I mean, it all just came all of a sudden, you know, right? While while Trump's president. So <laughs> as as abhorrent as what you know, I don't know what he's ever said about Sandy Hook families. All I know is that he harassed Sandy Hook families. But do you, dear listener, know what he actually said about Sandy Hook or Sandy Hook families? Because I don't. So I, that's he why it was a false flag. I think attack. he said they were fake. Yeah, he or, said it was uh, fake, and some of the right. families were lying about their lost people, and they weren't. I think he dead. was saying they were actors because there's the he one. The there's a one YouTube video of the dude who's like laughing and shit, and then all yeah. of a sudden they put the cameras on. And he he starts like some David Hawk up stuff tears. where the guy looks like an actor. I saw one video where there's like circles. Daisy Chan, not yeah, Daisy he, Chan. He goes by Daisy <laughs> Chan. Yeah. Now. But ultimately, <laughs> ultimately, a it, it 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 if he slandered or libeled them, then they he should be sued, and he's being sued. So that's the consequence of it. Yeah, and he'll and pay the lawsuit. There's yeah. already means to if something. This this is my whole thing with the world where we're going to. All right. If you're sexually harassed and you don't go to the police, file a police report, whatever, and you go to Twitter and then, oh, somebody's sexually harassing me, whatever, that's not the right way to do something. You right. don't you don't just call for someone's free speech to be banned because they said something you don't like or try to oh, – whatever. There's means of doing this shit and trying to take someone down, le- like legally and lawfully. Right. Not just flash mob, oh, we got to take, take away your – Way of your income, yeah. Yeah, well, you, you can't talk because you said something out of context. You look at the the situation here in Indianapolis. Oh God, the Indianapolis Colts uh, radio announcer. He's eighty, and he was asked about his worst moment in history in his broadcasting history, not his best moment in history, his worst moment. And he recounted a story basically about another local TV reporter who was then a race car driver in nineteen eighty four, uh, talking about their cars and basically used a phrase that contained the n-word that was something that meant something else over there but had a very different connotation because of the n-word here and he was completely oblivious to it because he had no cultural reference of it and the and it was not on air and it was not, it, it was like i think it was on no air. it was on air it was and on he air. corrected him and i thought he said and, it was off air and the other it turns out that it wasn't lamey who actually said it it was somebody it was a different reporter and he immediately corrected him and daily says he's never used the word since i know daily i worked for daily he's not a racist in any yeah. way shape or form very nice guy um you know and so lamey in recounting the story used the actual word in front of a young African-American female employee for a local radio company and ended up 
getting an HR complaint filed against him. And it's like, why'd you use the word? Like, what were, were you just not you thinking? Because like, you didn't or? use the word just then when no. you're talking about the story. Because that's the right. Th- like, I don't know how he messed that up. It, but it's it's like either way. It, exactly, <laughs> but. So I understand the Colts' actions of letting him go for that, but when Wish TV let Derek Daly go for using yeah. a word 34 years ago without cultural context, it's like, in both of these cases, it's like, what's the line here, okay? Uh, so for me, is it an abuse of power? Is somebody using their power to manipulate a situation? Well, that's a problem. Uh, is... um. Is intent? Is there an intent to, to demean someone to make them have a, an emotional reaction? That that's obviously actionable. Um, you know, at the end of the day, every company has a right to say this is inappropriate. Uh, but I do think that if we're going to start firing people for things they said thirty-five years ago when they didn't know any better, like don't go back to our high school days. I mean, how many times? I can't you- wait till my Xbox Live transcripts come out in twenty four <laughs> <Right>. years. <laughs> right. It's gonna be awesome. So it's I don't know. It's <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I miss the days of the internet like that. Everyone with- had a code name, even on Yahoo Messenger. Right. <laughs> well, that's kind of when the internet started going to shit. Was when normies were able to get online without having to get like build a computer or modem or right. whatever. You didn't else, have to you worry know? about what you say. Yeah. You could just say what you thought. All right. That's, that's, why it was, that's when it was days. beautiful. Let's continue with Wyden and see what he, what piece of garbage he has to say. He's still talking. I've been disappointed in is how. So you know that we asked, what would you say if you were senator to that question? He's disappointed in these companies. How long it took, and how they really are not looking at fleshing out a policy. What's hard in this area is. You know, tech is so dominant in our life mm-hmm. that it is sort of the ultimate in kind of ad hoc policymaking. Something mm-hmm. goes on on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Congress folks come back with their policy on Wednesday or Thursday. The history is that's usually not very good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what leads us to SUSTA and FOSTA and PIPA mm-hmm. and SOPA and all these acronyms oh, that were yeah. bad, you know, bad policies. Mm-hmm. And what I've said to them in the few conversations we've had, because we haven't had many, Mm -hmm. uh, is what you really want to do is see if you can build around a core set of values. Yeah, I talked about that. And that's what I was saying, is that I thought, I very much enjoyed your uh, article where you said, hey, this is not just about a bunch of laws. Mm -hmm. You you can have a crate full of laws Mm -hmm. if you don't get your values right. Mm -hmm. And so... What I'm going to be trying to do in my legislation Mm -hmm. is to really lay out what the consequences are when somebody who is a bad actor, Mm -hmm. somebody who really doesn't meet the decency principles that reflect our values, if that bad actor blows by the bounds of common decency, I think you got to have a way to make sure that stuff is taken down. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's that, that's a hornet's nest with people like this. The idea of what they take down, who decides. There's a lot of people uncomfortable with tech companies deciding these things. Uh- <clears throat> Let me ask you, what values do you think he's talking about? I love how she sounds like she's his hospice nurse. It's, <laughs> it's so great. She's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, the leftist yeah. values. And, and, and if 
basically, he sounds like he's saying that he wants these companies to adopt their own political philosophies and then enforce them on their platforms. Right. And if you disagree with a, a value or a principle or a policy that this company believes in, then you can't be here. Right. I mean, that, um, I, th- then the Donald is gone off of Reddit because right. Reddit has multiple times said they don't like that. Yeah, but right. they let them stay there. They let them have their free speech. Right. But he's talking about technology. At what point does he say, well, you know, an internet service provider can just ban an entire website or whatever, you know, each company? I mean, sure. you've got to look at where this is going. It's not just some random person and, on Facebook. And, and what, what services are we talking about? Are we talking about specifically Facebook, Twitter, YouTube? And that's it. Sounds like he's talking about everything. Or are yeah. we talking about? Everything. He says technology, WordPress.org, Patreon, WordPress, which is twenty eight percent of the of the world. Like, where does this end? If you can put your free speech out on WordPress, then yes, they need to have a list of values at and what, principles. At right. what point does one of these CEOs grow some balls and say, "Listen, you don't have to fucking be on our platform if you don't like what somebody else says." That's what get com- off the goddamn internet. That's basically what Dorsey and said. go the fuck outside. But see, that's basically what Dorsey said on Stat- on Brian Statler's show. But he's such he's such a w- weak presenter. Well, he's got a nose ring. He's for got Christ a nose ring. I was gonna. I didn't <laughs> he thinks he's fucking that. Tupac. I didn't want to call him a cuck, but uh, <laughs> you know, he he just he comes. He's just a tech guy. He talks like this, and so he's very you know. So and, and you want to invest in meme stocks. If leave sell your boomer stocks right now and invest in the memes making fun of Silicon Valley beta males. Like that's the next hot. That's the next <laughs> the, hot commodity. The real issue with this is they are giving into a small minority of super vocal people. Right, and they're being pressured to by the news media for whatever reason. I think it's because they the news media is trying to gain favor on these platforms well, because was, they realize that's going to be their new outlets to to broadcast. Well, on. that was the whole premise of the last show, which is basically I like, don't listen. It's like, here's here's what Alex Jones said. Here's how these journalists, quote-unquote, lied about Alex Jones in an effort to beat up a CEO and ask him leading questions he can't give an answer to. Yeah, that to interview was... Other than... I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, so, so you have to ask, like, what values? Because Senator Ron Wyden does not share on our values on most things. Think I they do already. By says he's a libertarian. Do what? He's libertarian. Who said that? I, there was an article I read about him. Eh, only on privacy. Downgrading them. I think they're already doing a version of that. They're already making decisions. Why do you think they're resistant to it? I know they're resistant to being called media companies. I think that's precisely what they are. Oh, I don't know, because the Senator Mark Warner plan basically says the transparency means they have to give over every piece of code that they have built. And their competitors would then see that they'd basically be nationalized in mm-hmm. in many ways and copied companies. by other countries. Exactly. China steals our intellectual data like that all the time. You made something like that public. Right. I mean, gosh. They're, monop- they're monopolies. Yeah, individually odd monopolies, too, because they're, they're, they're not monopolies. So many of them. They are, there's so they many are monopolies monop- that that doesn't even make sense. There cannot be many monopolies right. in a market. If, if, if monopoly means one. If we get <laughs> if we get banned off of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, oh my gosh. There, there's alternatives. They're just not as powerful. They're not there. You know, if you're on DTube Gosh. versus YouTube, there's no comparison in terms of the audience that is on these platforms. But you still have an ability to post video to an audience. Please. I I wish I could get a cheeseburger at more than Burger King and McDonald's and Wendy's and White Castle, (laughs) those damn monopolies. Right. (laughs) People that were 
innovators at the beginning and trying to give consumers a fair a fair shake now seem to be interested in monetizing at um, at all costs. So, oh, by the way, what, no, what it, a commie statement is that these companies who are trying to well, make profit, actually actually he's full of shit because YouTube doesn't make any fucking money. That's true, and Twitter doesn't make any goddamn money. Right, Facebook only makes money because they sell your goddamn data. Right. Like what? What is he talking about? All these tech companies show no profit, but the, the idea that he's offended that these companies that Mark Zuckerberg built something, oh, geez, God into, forbid, you make a dollar into a billions of users, he's pissed. That it used to be celebrated the, in this country when someone was successful. Exactly. If we were talking about really horrible pornography, mm-hmm. I think they would have moved pretty quickly, right, right. you know, to deal with it. Right. And I think it's also worth noting that with respect to Alex Jones, there are probably a thousand accounts out there that are as bad as Alex Jones. Right, right, absolutely. There are monopolies, and I want you to hear this people again. that were innovators at the beginning and trying to give consumers a fair a fair shake now seem to be interested in monetizing at um, at all costs. So, <laughs> by the way, you know, if we were talking about really horrible pornography, mm-hmm. I think they would have moved pretty quickly, right, right. you know, to deal with it. And, what is it? And I think it's also worth noting that with respect to Alex Jones, there are probably a thousand accounts out there that are as bad as Alex Jones. Right. WeAreLibertarians.com is what he's talking about. So he's literally talking about banning people off of these... Off of the internet. Off the internet because of their political speech, not because of a statement about Sandy Hook. That's not what this is about. It's that we do not agree with what you do politically. And he said if it was pornography, it would have been taken down quickly. I have yet to see... Actually, all my Republican porn I used to watch has been taken off you porn. Number one place for child porn on the internet is Twitter. I know. Uh, and Period. You, how about YouTube yeah. Kids? Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Elsagate. What was that? Oh, oh god! Man. Here we go. <laughs> Fire up the four chan. Elsagate, like uh, as in the Frozen. Yeah, it was. There was a bunch of Frozen videos. I don't, this was it's what part of last Alex year? Jones's left wing pedophile conspiracy. Okay, <laughs> basically. But they leave these videos up. They make them a mat. You don't Who's remember they? all the. I mean, the content creators who's ever making them. They, they I think they traced it back to like Korea. Or I something. mean, yeah, like, they're not. It's just you can't. There's just out. random weird it's, videos, and they're all like uh, babies, like like cartoons of like babies getting like beheaded and then shit, oh, and shit. like getting fucked and yeah, like just cartoon, like, like cartoon, very inappropriate, super for fucked up shit. Like you watch like, and you're like, what? Inappropriate the hell is for this? adults, yeah. right? And it's and it, on only on YouTube Kids, and it doesn't make so any you sense. don't you don't ever go on YouTube Kids. You just t- put it on YouTube Kids and hand it to your kid. But and they trust name, that everything on there is safe. The what? Elsa Gate came from they were naming these videos like uh, Elsa sings or something. I don't know anything about Frozen. I don't have kids. Right. I've never, never seen it. They're, they're basically but newsjacking is what they, they're doing. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're using keywords for whatever's hot at the moment. Right. The kids would be searching for. So their videos would then get into the feeds, mm-hmm. the autoplays, because the kids, kids don't know. The they're popular just, characters they that they know and through. love. And, but so they this would, is they not had, a conspiracy. This is actually on the platform. Oh, yeah. This, is, yeah, this was yeah. a huge ordeal. Like, still, it's still going on right now. Yeah, they, the, they've, they've done cons- nothing about it. The conspiracy is that YouTube doesn't do anything about it. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah and they, they allow it, and they know it's there, and they're not doing it. And right. then there, there's also, uh, there's, there's also, like, dressing kids up like transsexuals or whatever, mm-hmm. and then... These old some, guys go on there and they start mm-hmm, posting comments on it. Like, Yikes. yeah, it's super fucked yep. up, it's and they don't really, do anything about really it. Really bad. Yeah, if you're like, a parent, it's man, almost scary. 
Yeah, if you're a parent, you better make sure you race it's, to that. Yeah, because you, you would, you would think YouTube. Oh yeah, YouTube. What, what's YouTube? But then right. it's, there's certain deep holes you can go down on YouTube that are just like, like what kind of monster would like post that on YouTube kids? Like what a fucked up. Oh, I don't know. But Chris, but this stuff is right still on YouTube uh, yeah. kids and, right now. No, I have a friend who who basically their kid had this. They yeah. they were like they downloaded it. Like it's so. I, I know it exists on there. It's been a huge conversation yeah. around YouTube, um, and and a, and as a problem. But my God, it's kind of like the they, old the old school days when they had the chat rooms of like uh, mm-hmm. AIM or whatever the uh, old uh, yeah I guess it's America Online or whatever. But right, and the, pro- the problem rooms. the problem with this is that it has the in terms of libertarian principles, it violates the nap because when you show a child or someone under age any kind of pornography. You activate certain parts of their brain that are not supposed to be activated until they are mature enough. They go through After puberty. puberty. Exactly right. And so it is a physical harm that is, is done to the child by this. And so it has – it's not a matter of – And it's some, manipulative some, and – Some people who argue for regulation of speech say, well, what about pornography? Doesn't that – that's not community standards. It's like, well, but that's different because in this particular instance, this has a very real physical effect on children. And well, there's also and you can, guidelines that porn companies have to follow, where you have to, you know, there you are, have to click on 18. You have they hold the records, and they can be held accountable for right. That. Mm-hmm. But yeah. YouTube cannot be held accountable because it's not. Someone, they're just hosting the content. They're not the creators. Exactly right. So even with I'm a free speech absolutist, but there are some things where you can't lie, you can't defraud, you can't defame, you can't do things that. You know, it gets gray when you start saying the truth. Like Joshua Smith had a very strong reaction, let me say, to my segment last episode. And I told the truth. I told the facts as I saw it or as I had heard it. And he called me a liar. It's like, I'm not lying. If I got information wrong, then please enlighten me. But as far as I know, I'm telling the truth about what's going on in the LNC. But from his perspective, I'm, I have bad intentions. I'm defaming him. But when I'm not, and so you, you in well, that when the truth doesn't suit your cause, it's not not the truth. Even if you were wrong, right. even if you're wrong, it's kind of like Alex Jones in the in the Sandy Hook thing. You have to prove intent. He was just reading the conspiracy that someone else made. Right, Alex Jones didn't make the conspiracy. But, and he was questioning it, playing yeah. devil's advocate. Yeah. I mean, at what point do you? Yeah, you're not allowed to question these things now because you, can't you might even talk about. It. Well, that's what you always were were talking about. Galt is like, what is wrong with talking about a conspiracy theory? At the end of the day, you you should be allowed to openly question anything and everything because if you don't, and you use the smear of conspiracy theorist. Then eventually that gets that gets turned to me all the time. Bigger like, and bigger net that that casts on people. The last keep m- adding more and more people to it. Yeah, the last month is people have called me a conspiracy theorist mm-hmm. because I'm standing up for Alex Jones. It's like it doesn't even bother me. What am I going to do? Like I believe that the guy has a right to say whatever things he wants to say, and political speech is protected. And if you want to straw man me and call me a conspiracy theorist, then go ahead. I, I, there's, like, I've learned that it doesn't matter if you're in the public eye you're, and you're using your voice or even just in regular life and you talk to 10 people a year. People are going to have – I used to watch – at the State Fair in 2012, we had Rupert Bonham come out and he shook 7,000 hands. Yeah, I was and there. You were there. Oh, it was great. And, it, and there is not <laughs> one bad bone in Rupert Bonham – in his entire body, sweetest human being I've ever nope, met. He earned seven thousand votes that day. Yep. <laughs> and I would watch people I mean, 
turn around. I watched him as he hugged every person, made every person feel like a million dollars. And as I would exit them out of the booth, I'd hear them go, what a fucking asshole. What a dick. Oh, he was so rude. And I knew for a fact that Rupert doesn't have it in him to evoke that reaction. They said that about him? Yes, absolutely. And and it wasn't a lot of people, but it was enough that I went, wow, if people think Rupert Bonham is a dick... They should meet Richard Hatch. (laughs) Right, exactly. That's a deep pull there. I've never thought that about him one time. Never. He doesn't have it in him. He's the sweetest man alive. Yeah, I mean... That's all I've ever thought about him is that he's one of the nicest people I've ever met. But it, they acted like they were meeting Johnny Fairplay. Wow. And so, <laughs> it, it must just be because of his demeanor and his face and his look. But working in gosh, working he around, he doesn't even sound angry or mean. No. He sounds always. He always sounds energetic and happy and excited. Exactly. And, working around, I don't high, get that. Working were, are you around, sure high, they weren't talking about you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> working around high-profile people, I have learned that people want inside knowledge, and so if they can't. Get they want to go and tell their friends that they have some secret knowledge that this person is a dick, and so it makes them look cool and special because they oh, know something. I'm that, Rupert, he's a dick, right? Exactly. Oh, really, he's a dick. And then yeah, they're now right. they're cool, right? Yeah, I get it. Oh, I yeah. And so people oh, people will believe whatever they want to believe about you, and you have to just be okay with that. And it, it's just you have to stand up for your principles. At the end of the day, if I am standing up for. Alex Jones and saying deplatforming is wrong and Senator Wyden is wrong and I don't agree with regulating freedom of speech and posting these videos and having these conversations gets we are libertarians deplatformed and I lose my ability to talk to you and I lose the ability to turn this into a full-time gig, then so be it. I'd rather be a nobody with my principles than somebody on CNN just spouting the, the line. I mean, it's I'd rather be... I'd rather be me and believe what I believe and say what I believe than be Phil Mudd. Good old Phil Mudd, Tad. Oh, I tell us about Well, Phil I, Mudd. I'm like Phil. I'd sell my soul for a couple couple dollars <laughs> if anybody out there wants to buy Tad Western off. So I think if you want... Tad's uh, name is Mudd. <laughs> before we move on to t- uh, Phil Mudd and, and the true character of the CIA... I want to thank Josh Sexton. Uh, he sent me four beautiful glasses that are etched with our logo. Those are badass. And funny sayings. You can see them in the We Are Libertarians group, which you can access at wearelibertarians.com. He wrote me a letter. The birthday of Dear Leader should be a national holiday. Cheers to that. I hope you had a great day. Here are some tools to keep those silky pipes hydrated. Thank you for being generous and thorough. Just wanted to remind you that the audience appreciates everything you do for the show, Dear Leader. Love, Joshua Sexton. And so thank you, Josh. I appreciate that. My birthday is September 9th. We're going to have a birthday party September 15th out at Jeremiah, the Boss Hogs compound. Are you guys coming? Yeah, I'll be there. I should be there. I don't know why I want to be. Uh, Galt? No, I won't be there. Unless I'm in prison for hate speech. Um, I don't have my calendar with me, but there is something I am doing that day where I won't be here. That that's the only reason because I I went I already went on the event and I was like about to put going and I looked and there's something I'm doing and I can't remember what it is or I don't want to tell everyone but <laughs> I I can't go sorry I think you know what's required <laughs> a public apology that's that's right <laughs> I'm sorry that I cannot make it to your birthday party Spangle I want the reason in writing and it better be good enough <laughs> people like Stone are traveling from Georgia for this. Stone's not even a real I'll human. give it to you in writing, but you have to sign a non-disclosure agreement. All right. I swear he's a bot. <laughs> uh, uh, so thanks, Joshua. Who's a bot? Stone? 
Yeah. <laughs> He's our Russian bot. He posts to our Instagram and our Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Stone is such a sweet boy. I love Stone. Um, he, it's, it's. Here's how much of a degenerate uh, group that we have on our Facebook group. <laughs> the conscience of the Facebook group is a 20 year old Georgian boy. Like he's, <laughs> he's, he's. I always go, Stone. Should I say this? And he's like, Absolutely not. <laughs> and and that, that's why your ratings have tanked. <laughs> so Phil Mudd is a former CIA employee, and uh, he is a former FBI uh, official. And Counter tel- counterterrorism. Yeah, and so people. he is a CNN contributor, and he hates Donald Trump. <laughs> and so he got into a conversation with Paris Denard, and weirdly, after fighting with the CIA agent, Paris Denard had some previous history pop-up uh, where he made a masturbation gesture uh, at the college he worked for and got fired. So isn't it weird that all of a sudden you mess with the CIA and you're gone? Yeah. So so here's – I just want to break this down because I really think what this, this shows you the kind of person that works for the CIA and how they treat people in your name. A lot of these people that have these security clearances, and this is the secret in, in, in the swampy wash. This is Paris talking. In D.C., they have them and they keep them because it's profitable for them after they leave government. Because if you have a security clearance, especially high-level security clearances, your contracts and your consulting gig pay you a lot more money because of the access that you have. I hope the president continues to do this, and I hope he adds Omarosa to the list, because if she has a clearance, she too, because of her actions... Uh, should have it revoked. Well, Paris is uh, arguing that people should have their security clearances revoked because it's unnecessary. And if you know anything about the security system in the in the United States, I've, I've read in various places it's like 1.5 million top secret security clearances. So yeah, and you have to be read out too if you're right. Not what does that mean? I don't know. I just read it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, be- I, I believe you have to be with a mem- an active member. When you look at something top secret, okay, gotcha. your security clearance. It, okay. It's not just like you can walk in and get whatever the shit you want. You've the, got, yeah. you got to be escorted. Yeah, you have to be But escorted. you're going you to know a friend in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, before, so. it's, it's a <laughs> – I think it's a. It's pretty much a checks and balance system. Yeah, like the, the idea one. that you have the former CIA director having a security clearance makes sense because if you have something that is time-sensitive – then you don't need to go through the rigmarole of having a judge or somebody declare him eligible to look at the information or have a conversation about it. It's also specialization, too. I mean, there's right. so many... I mean, how much... Well, that's a whole other episode we can get into about foreign spying and everything else, but... So, <laughs> the the problem is that someone like John Brennan has a very distinct point of view and does use his security clearances to make big money based on his experiences, but... Hey, I'd probably do the same thing. So Paris Denard is uh, talking about how he shouldn't have that. And uh, instead of making a reasonable, intelligent point, here's what Phil Mudd says. I don't know if I'd put Amoroso in the same category of the 75 people who signed those letters, but Phil Mudd, I imagine you want to react. Profitable, Paris. When I am requested to sit on an advisory board, let me ask you one question. How much do you think I'm paid to do that at the request of the U.S. government? Give me one answer, and you got ten seconds. How much? <laughs> okay, so you're in. You have a hood over your head, and you're in Abu Ghraib, and that's how you're talked to. Apparently, is Vince McMahon going to pop out? 
I'll give. I'll ask you a question. How much are you paid for your Answer the contracting gig <laughs> for for being a? For I have no contracts with the U.S. government that pay money. I'm not talking zero. And this is the thing. I'm I'm not talk- I, but I, I would be willing to bet that's a lie. Uh, but the, uh, he, he <laughs> notice he repeats this several times. He's very specific about who he doesn't have yes, contracts. I know, with. and I yeah, and I. But uh, I guarantee you, he has contracts with CNN, obviously, which <laughs> yeah. is what Paris never points out. But so here when we go. When I'm asked to offer advice field, to the U.S. government, field, I get let's paid zero. Let's be That's honest. It. I'm not talking about your role with the federal government. I'm talking about oh, the contracting gigs that you get about from a consultant and a contractor. The consulting firms that they form and that you all get is because you get more money when having a consult for having the security clearance. That Stop is incorrect. Like that doesn't happen. I have that's zero consulting relationships with the U.S. government. Zero. I'm not talking, Phil, that's a good talking point. I'm not talking about relationships <laughs> with the government. I'm talking about in the private sector. She when you have out. a security clearance and you keep it. I have zero relationships with the private sector that involve my security clearance. Zero. Uh, I get well, zero dollars. From no, from you're consult- on CNN because of your security clearance and your expertise. Quote unquote. Consulting companies that deal with the U.S. government. Are we clear? Well, I will be clear in saying that everybody in Washington, D.C. knows if you don't want to be honest about it, that's on you. But if you have a security clearance and you keep it, you We're get done, more Jim. money to We're have We're done. It. Get out. Get out. So, <laughs> you can't. Get off my lawn. You don't get to, like, de- Did he kick himself off the. <laughs> that's literally like. <laughs> That's literally like you and Tad get into a fight right now, and you can't. Get off the show, Tad. Right. Like, get out of here. You can't say yeah. that. <laughs> and I look at you and I go, no, f- you get out. No. Which I, get out of here, Tad. That's Actually, how I yell at my dog when he tries coming inside when I'm sweeping my floors. I'm having flashbacks to 2013 where you told Creighton to get out and I told you to get out instead. <laughs> get out. Like, oh, man. I'm going to rewind that because I'm going to have to pull that as a drop because yeah. that's really funny. Was, if you don't want to be honest about it, that's on you. But if you have a security clearance, and kudos to Denard for like keeping it together, because I would have been, I would have gotten flustered. I don't oh, do, yeah. I do not do well in arguments and confrontation, and he handles it so well. And you keep it, you We're get done, more Jim. money to We're have done. it. Get out, <laughs> Phil. It's not your show. So I'm staying right here. It's not your don't show. Don't be so defensive about get this. Out. Don't be so defensive about this. Your voice is still here. You can still do whatever you want. But the politicalization of the intelligence community under this administration, with the people coming on here every day, tweeting and talking about this administration, you all have made it about politics, not the president. Let's take a beat here for a second. And, Phil, I appreciate your patience because I know it's getting getting personal I learned anything from this interview. Phil glows in the dark. Your patience? He's screaming like a madman. That's the thing about, like... I don't like Donald Trump either, but I'm not coming unglued about it. it it's just it's the well, your livelihood doesn't depend on I top get, secret of top secret shit that you're getting. Maybe that's a good point because when he threatens <laughs> the media and he threatens the security services, they get super insecure about it because it, it violates the norms that they've always. It's it's just like it's we always said, been a good old boys club. And that's then exactly he just right. Kind of threw a wrench in there and was like, you know what? You start talking shit, I'm gonna cut you fuckers off. People mm-hmm. don't like change. They don't like the rules changing. They sure don't. And, and that's had a solid status quo since JFK. <laughs> I've had several. Com- no one challenges them. I've had several conversations with people about you know this thing that's happening here locally. I'm like, you don't understand. Like there is no too careful. You can't be too careful. A guy just got fired for something he said 35 years ago. Yeah. Without any context, there's no investigation. Like if you're doing any form of pretty much anything, but if you're doing any form of comedy, if you're doing any form of media, any form of reporting, any form of posting on social media, 
you are your time's coming. You better be self-employed. You better have several streams of income and a pirate ship. Right? They're, they're really setting them up too for the next uh, election. Yeah, because I mean, they're, the ads are going to be like all these people shut down, fired because of sexual harassment. Yet your president still stands. Yeah, and that'll be the ad. I mean, they're going to play it everywhere. Billions of dollars from Chinese money. You well, know? several people have pointed out, and I don't know that it's totally intentional, but several people have pointed out the timing that we're two months before an oh, election. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is all time. And and so, how much more are they going to pull before the twenty twenty election? I, they meaning the left and their effort to silence. Like they're going balls to the wall. It's. I talked to a libertarian this week, and I was like, you don't understand. Like, I, I was reading through some of the podcast reviews from 2017, and they were like, I love the show because Spangle's a left libertarian. Uh, you know, and so, uh, like... Commie. Because you always had to play devil's advocate with Greg. Yeah, that's part of it. And but he was a right... But it was also that I was anti-Trump. Yeah. You know, I was always talking. I always sounded like one of these guys, and I still feel that way, and I still think he's a grotesque immoral person who is a bad president he's not good at this um and and partially i do like that because he's so incompetent that nothing's getting done um and it's great for ratings like like i said ten thousand downloads in a month now um but huge huge but, huge episode you can thank the title but that trump's name <laughs> it, I, I just can't spend my life getting up like I can't get my. Li- I can't. It's been three years. Like if Donald Trump said the N word, I'm not even. I'm not even like phased by it anymore. Like I'm desensitized to it. I'll say what's right and what's wrong. But at the end of the day, it's like I just cannot scream on CNN about security clearances and all this stuff. Like you guys have to calm down because what what you're going to get is a third term of Donald Trump. Well, there's no. <laughs> there's no. Yep. They just keep pushing, 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 pushing. It's everything's an outrage, and then. It, Literally nothing's an outrage. Like it, right. nothing should be. Like like the 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 Cohen stuff is serious. Like Donald Trump, or at least Donald Trump's campaign, violated election law. He broke the law. And so, as I started out episode five of the Chris Spangle Show, saying like, there's been a whole lot of nothing burgers for so long that when you finally do have a something burger, it's impossible to have a conversation around it because the right is so uh, aggressive in protecting him. Yeah, they're and the left is him no matter if they're right or wrong. And the left is so hell bent on prosecuting him that there's no rational discussion about whether or not this meets the grounds of high crimes and misdemeanors for impeachment. You know, so there's yeah, you can't even have the conversation now at all because you're going to piss someone off, and it's not. And then someone's going to get defensive and not think logically anymore and get all right. emotional. And it's not and even happen at every level, not just lame, layman people talking. Totally that'll happen at the top, and, and it's not even like just you know low level. Nobody's like us. Right. It's people. Hey, who, that's what I'm saying. I have a security clearance. You fuck. Get out. Get out. Get out. Spangle. Get out. Or well, I'll punch. Get out. <laughs> get out. Get out. You, you want to fight? <laughs> this is done. No, we've got three more minutes in the segment. No, I'm done. It's like <laughs> Galt screaming, no. Uh, Michelle Goldberg of the New York Times. Like This is a great example of exactly what I'm talking about. Michelle Goldberg of the New York Times appeared on MSNBC on Katie Turr's show, along with Caitlin Huey Burns of Real Clear Politics and John Podhertz of Commentary, if you don't listen to the commentary podcast, very unlibertarian at times, but very Fake news, very interesting conversations a lot of the time. And I just want to play this because it just highlights how insane is, it, is this the clip that 
they can't even have a conversation. It's no, it's hilarious. This she, is great. She this New York Times writer or journalist is so out of her mind that they're like, no, like even the MSNBC host. When the MSNBC host thinks you've gone too far with criticizing Trump, you may be uh, a little too far. I don't even yeah, know what this, this is. This is the most vocal president, at least in real time, that we've had in recent memory, right? He is the leader of the free world. Oh, no, he's not. He's not the leader of the free world, but That's sorry. Michelle. <laughs> By default, he's the leader of the free world. Angela Merkel's the leader of the free world. But <laughs> Well, he, he is the most important person in, in the world, in politics right now, and he is very vocal. And I do agree with you that this does express a level of exasperation among his aides that they can't have any control over your arg- yeah go ahead i'm sorry your argument that he's not the leader of the free world because he's not because standing he's, up for democracy he's right, not standing up for he humanitarian can, he's, he's, rights he's a, he's a sort of junior player in a block of authoritarian countries and no and the people like the european union are no longer looking at him as a leader any longer and they're thinking of, of course not thing. they see That's him as right they see he's instead he's like right he's part of a block that includes vladimir putin duterte he's you know he's kind of part of a he, he's part of kind of an axis That's, power That's, of well, Hold on. It's worse. It's it's worse than that in a certain way. I mean, not that that's not the worst thing you could have said, because it's about (laughs) the worst thing you could say about him. But well, if he's, he's not, not he's the leader rounding of the people up and murdering America. murdering them yeah. without any uh, you know yeah. due process. He certainly yeah. like to. Uh, what, uh, well, anyway, I, but, I, I don't yeah. think you can say that definitively. He certainly liked to. I, I mean, what was this conversation even about? I I don't know. It it's so bizarre. That, and you, they wonder why they nobody listens to him. They you, listen to Alex Jones. Do you think that Donald Trump wants to round people up and murder them? Uh, she said so. Obviously, I see. I do think that Trump has authoritarian impulses. There's no doubt about it. That he's a demagogue and he divides people and pits people against each other in an effort to maintain his power. Like the kneeling thing, for instance, making the kneeling thing, turning it from you know, black oppression under the thumb of police officers into do you support the troops and the flag is a perfect example of authoritarianism at work and propagandas uh, and propagandizing. But at the end of the day, we're not in a, a fascist regime. He's not a dictator. You know, when court orders, for instance, in his signature policy of the Muslim ban, quote unquote, get, it gets struck down and he can't enforce it. He doesn't enforce it. No. A dictator would roll the military into uh, ISIS headquarters and say, we're in charge now. Like It's so beyond the pale of common sense and reality that they're building a, a straw man that is just so far removed. And so people just go, all right, I know he's crazy, but he's the crazy I know. And you people with your Antifas and your crazy talk – are not a good alternative. To me, it sounded like they were trying to set him up where he shouldn't be able to tweet or talk out. Right. Like, that his aides can't get control of him because right. he's just going, he's spouting off, so we should... That's what it sounded like to me. I don't know what the context of this clip was, but it was kind of... seemed like they don't want him speaking out. She's like, well, he's speaking out. He's crazy. Right. Uh, I think it's the point that she was trying to get at, wasn't it? The article doesn't claim what the, what the context, what the segment was about, but... But I think it falls into that free speech, the whole we got to ban people we don't like. Yeah. I think they'll count. I think they'll try to censor him on Twitter. Uh, did Did you see how much he's worth to Twitter according to one study? Ninety eight percent of it. How How much? If you were to guess the market cap that Donald Trump brings to Twitter, wow. what would you guess? Oh shit! Let's see. Ten percent. 
Or we talk. Is give, this give, include, me dollar, give me a dollar for oh, money. Yeah, thousands, it's, millions, billions, trillions. Well, anything he tweets automatically becomes news over every na- network. So right. Is that what they're figuring in? Yeah, basically the advertisement. Oh, $10 billion. I don't know. Okay, what do you think, Galt? $10 billion? Yeah. He, every. F- his tweets are what's, national what's news. What's Twitter worth? No, not Twitter. You're talking about. It, he, yeah, his, his tweets worth. Well, Jack Dorsey alone is worth $5 billion. Yeah, I. So it, the thing about these social companies is there's a huge bubble building. Yeah, and yeah, and, and so sure. when you have Tesla as much as Tesla makes no profit and it's got the same value cap as you know Not GM, anymore. yeah, which has eight billion in profit. They're about to go private because they can't handle the market. Yeah, changing their changing their money all the time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Donald Trump is worth, according to some valuations, two billion dollars. That's a low estimate. I'm way bigger. <laughs> I believe There's it. no one bigger than me. <laughs> James Woods was right behind him at like one billion. Yeah. Wow. All right. I got to. I got to pee. You I two. Think either... You're worth a couple hundred grand, right? Easily. Yeah. I got to pee. So you two either talk amongst yourselves, and I'll. Well, or, how many tour falls does Donald Trump have? Like so while he's in there, million? how much can we sell all this gear for? How much do know. you think he's worth? I've, I've looked. I don't know, are, we, are we liquidating? He's been to the pawn shop. How much has he been hurt? He's like everybody. Everybody's He's been like, getting uh, whacked for their political speech. So I'm gonna. I gotta start figuring out how much this board's worth. Since over I here. had that big episode, <laughs> everything's went down. So I got to go to the pawn shop now. <laughs> Shit's hit the fan. We're not allowed to talk. There's silence in this. Uh, so what else? I don't know. I, I think that clip subjects it, and he left us hanging. No, I that clip. What the hell did you think about that clip? I didn't understand a word they were talking about. It just seemed like a bunch of Trump derangements and talking heads like to me. yelling at each other. Yeah, it, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't watch the news. It, anything you can say that is negative about Donald Trump, it doesn't matter. You just need to spout negative stuff about him, even if it's ignorant and you're not thinking about it. And saying that he's not the leader of free will is just to get just to snip at people and just I, to get reactions out of people. Do people and, actually and that, that's believe what people that? Watch. That gets I, them viewers saying stuff like that. It does. I don't know. <laughs> I t- not I, as many as it, Alex Jones gets, No, I know, but, right? <laughs> you should talk about gay frogs, gay frogs and, more often. <laughs> and, and saying people are lizards, but, I mean, and he has way more views than CNN. <laughs> that's right. And Hillary they don't talk about lizard people. The stuff, man. <laughs> the CNN interviewed David Icke. Do you think people would quit, quit watching CNN? No, hell no. Uh. The rains go through the roof. Remember <laughs> Alex Jones went on Piers Morgan and tore him a new asshole. And that's when he... That we was like to... their highest rated episode ever. Thank you. I, I was either going to have to end it or what, but I was just dying. Uh, stereo. You've only drank like two gallons of water. <laughs> it's all right. Let's see here. Me and Galt held it down. Videos, Alex Jones. The Alex Jones Stereo Deluxe. The Bon, the bon Iver song. The Bon Iver, yeah. yeah that's that's, that's the greatest song ever. It, it's uh, so catchy. It gets in your head. I'm angry. I'm surprised they haven't pulled it for you, too. So they take his words, they turn it into a song, and they uh, intersperse the clips. I'll put it in the show notes for you. Yeah, you have to watch the video. Christian murderers gone, there were giant death factories keeping babies alive. Selling their body parts. You know every word, Tad. Yeah, no, I just watched it last night. 
That's why Alex Jones is great. He's Every one night, of the before- best memes on the internet. We can't lose. Him. Every night before I go to bed, I watch a honorary Alex Jones clip. Since yeah. he's been banned. You should watch uh, all the Overwatch characters as Alex Jones. <laughs> I guess uh, the the Owen Troyer, his side Owen Troyer, his sidekick. They, he hosts a show called War Room on Infowars. They not only got their YouTube channel pulled today, they had the entire... He's no longer allowed to use Google products. So his Gmail's gone. Who? Owen Troyer. He hosts the War Room show with... uh, Oh, yeah. yeah. He's the young guy that was... Mm -hmm. He got real famous during the Trump campaign Mm -hmm. because he was going around in, like, St. Louis. I think it was in St. Louis when he got famous. Uh... (laughs) They literally crawl out from under rocks. They have green and looking skin. And they run around screaming, leave of Satan. We're wanna eat babies. I have them on video. Hillary. Hillary's in the creepy weird six of men. She sleeps in the same room with that creepy weird woman whose mother wears a foot over her. <laughs> that woman oh, number one is so ugly. Imagine how bad she smells, man. <laughs> I'm told her and Obama just stink. <laughs> Obama and Hillary both smell like sulfur. <laughs> uh, let me see if this is the clip for today. It was oh, it's killing me. Oh, it's that. You're listening to the Alex Jones Show. You know, if Apple wanted to remove him, they should have done it on the grounds of playing copyrighted music. And then there wouldn't have, you know, podcasters would have not played, you're not allowed to play any copyrighted music. Like, technically playing these clips are are illegal according to copyright law because of downloads. I imagine in the near future... You're, you won't be censored. You're, you'll still have your episodes up, but all your ones with Alex Jones will get blocked even uh, yeah. from many of the platforms. Even if he's broadcasting. If his name is in your titles or your description, it'll probably get taken down. Uh, us taking the recode clip and commenting on it still, and that, so that, that little segment right there, I could be sued by the record company. Even if you're, uh, even if you broadcast live with the same yep. thing? Yep. Just has, because it's podcast? Or ha, because- yep, because it's a download. Has to be scrubbed. The laws are so incredibly narrow. The only thing that you're really technically allowed to play on a podcast is your voice and music that you own the rights to. Well, good thing I own all my music on TED Talk. Right. <laughs> so. Is that clear? <laughs> is that clear? Couldn't have timed it better if I wanted to. No, you to. couldn't have. Radio edit. Radio. Hi, everybody. I'm Brian Stelter. <laughs> and Brian Stelter is the host of Reliable Sources on CNN. He's the one with the big, fat, fleshy face. I decide who and who can't go on the internet now. <laughs> is that clear? <laughs> I just got Owen Troyer taken off his YouTube channel. <laughs> and, and, and like they have a picture of him, uh, and, and it's like his mouth is moving, like the old Conan <laughs> clips. Uh, the good folks at Media Matters. Well, funded by George Soros, they've been going around saying no one can have Alex Jones on now. That's not authoritarian at all. <laughs> Mark Dice was pointing out that I only get a few retweets. He gets tens of thousands, and so does Alex Jones. And Owen Schroyer, that's why it needs to be taken down. 
And I agree. Well, <laughs> I'm actually a Troyer who got in a time machine and came back as Brian Stelter. I'm not Anton LaVey, and I'm not Leo Zagami, no. Everything's fine. Actually, I am Anton LaVey from, from heaven, Who? and I was broadcasting down here, but I still lie a little bit. Let's actually go to the real Brian Stelter. Can we put him back on screen, and then I guess let Owen Schroyer talk to him. Uh, go ahead, uh, go ahead, uh, Owen, go ahead, be, uh, be, be, uh, be uh, Mr. Stelter now. Well, I just wanted to ask Brian a question. Brian, why, why do you want to get InfoWars banned so much? Well, you see, it's not fair. If someone like Alex Jones, who is much better looking than me, has a family that loves him, has a whole crew of people that loves him, has friends that care about him, has an audience that will always support him, it's not fair that Alex Jones gets to exist and compete with someone like me, who's ugly, not just physically, but, but, but also, but also mentally and spiritually hideous. And, and a lot of people say I remind them of Pennywise Stelter. Oh my God. He's my uncle. But, I just think it's not fair that Alex Jones is allowed to have a platform and, and then I'm supposed to compete with that. So, so you have to be banned, Owen, and you're, you're next too. You, you gotta be banned yeah. and David Knight and if you guys and Roger Stone and Mark Dice and anyone else who, who's obviously much better looking than me has a much higher IQ, they must be banned. This is not fair. I am a journalist. I am a newsman. I am a newsman, damn it. And by the way, the news must be high. Don't criticize me or I'll file bullying complaints. I'm only trying to smother your speech and defaming you and lying and saying you're calling for violence. I'm only engaged in all sorts of horrible things and working with, you know, media what? matters to ban people. So you have to lay down to me. I deserve as legacy media to make you watch me and it's going to happen. Oh, you know what's so great about this moment right now, Alex, is that Brian Stelter is actually probably listening and crying. Well, look, we should call him Crying Stelter. Well, the bottom line is this guy has absolutely raped our free speech along with the rest of the scene. <laughs> <laughs> he works with over there oh at God, Media Matters, great. and this is dangerous. And the president. <laughs> oh man, hi, Brian. Uh, just cracked me up. Holy shit! Yeah, he is. Uh, he's a national treasure. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah, just to yeah, he's and he's right. He, he just <laughs> and, and that should I mean he should just call himself comedy. Well, like he if, is if, Bill Hicks. You realize that, right? I had not. I had. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not talk about conspiracies on this show now. He, he's much funnier than Bill Hicks. Uh, Bill <laughs> Hicks was never. No, funny. he's he's just Bill Hicks has evolved and right. gotten funnier. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bill Hicks is one of those comedians that you had to be in that time era. Oh, like, yeah. like he doesn't work for millennials because you don't get it. Yeah. And so I think if you lived in that era, it's like George Carlin. There's, it's timeless yeah. for whatever reason. But he was the same level of cultural critic. Like Carlin, yeah. Carlin they were very kill himself if he was alive today. Oh, Carlin, could would you be, imagine? Oh, he'd oh be my apoplectic. gosh, he would be the most. He would be the funniest man on the planet right now, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He would be. He oh. would be so funny right now. Uh, yeah, like Lenny Bruce, I think is terribly unfunny. But I'm sure back in the day he was hysterical, yeah, and people was, are influenced yeah. by him. Mm -hmm. All right, boys, let's start wrapping up. Final thoughts for this episode, Chris Galt. Oh, do you think the Republican will drop out of the Senate race in New Mexico? Uh, so I've I've been I, I, there's been a meme going around that he's at 28 that Gary Johnson's at 28 percent now. When he's only got to get to, to 33, but as Libertarians do. They were henpecking that particular poll in the group. No, don't say as libertarians do. 
say as all polls do. I'm saying because every side does that with their polls. Sure, but I'm saying libert- I've worked for campaigns on all sides, and they no, all do it. What I'm saying is <laughs> the libertarian people in this and in, in the We Are Libertarians group got a poll favorable to libertarians and immediately started shitting on it and pointing out why it's wrong. Well, I shat on it. Republicans point out why, why this is great. There's only 500 people, right? So, so I, I, th- I no, I think I think he's got a hell of a chance. Yeah, I think but- if if Ron Nielsen doesn't screw this up. And if he screws this up, we should run him out of the party on rails. But I love Gary Johnson, and Ron Nielsen was a very inadequate campaign manager for two cycles. And uh, so I'll be very interested to see. I've got people on the inside. I have the documents. Do you? The documents? I do. I do. The tentacles of We Are Libertarians. Fly me out there, man. In 2020. Let me the, take a spot. Let me tell you, the tentacles of We Are Libertarians are growing, and the uh, inside information that I have in every part of the libertarian movement now Thanks Ooh. to the growth of the show. I have the documents. Ah, oh, ah, oh, the fur of the frickin' frogs gang. <laughs> the globalist. You gotta say globalist. So, <laughs> Ron Nielsen is a globalist. No, uh, so we'll, uh, we'll see. Um, but I will be able to, to give you some insight, insight into that campaign. Uh, well, it would we'll be see. a big big victory for everyone. It would. Um, even if he, I mean, even, even if the he, right, it he, would be to take that seat from the left. Even. Gary Johnson gets um, 20% in that race, and it's a victory. Sure. If he gets more than ten percent, but if he it's, wins, it's if he wins, he's the most powerful man in politics. <sighs> he's it's forty, and, we, and the Libertarian Party becomes a force to be reckoned with. That's right. It's and you have Mark Rutherford. You got to earn our vote now. Mark Rutherford here in Indiana. You've got Larry uh, Sharp oh, in, yeah. in, New in New York. Uh, Nick Sarwark, I think, is running a very competitive campaign in in Phoenix. Poor Peterson didn't make it. Uh, yeah, but. That's all right. You got to have ground game. So we'll we'll see. It's it could be a very big year for the Libertarian Party. Uh, I had written them off after 2016, but we've got uh, a lot of local candidates. Even yeah, I I saw some uh, YAL was backing some Libertarian Party candidates now. Even really, that's and when good. I was in YAL, that never would have happened. No, so even they're seeing w- people that can win, and that's always been their thing. Is always a, it's about liberty minded candidates that can win. Right, and now they're back in libertarians because they can win now. Boss, it's, it's our time, people. Boss Hog has a real shot of winning. Yeah. He, he and Dakota Davis have a real shot at winning their seats. I donate to one campaign a year. Mm-hmm. That was mine. Boss Hog, yeah, Jeremiah Moore. Everyone should go on there and donate to him because he can win. Yes, he so. can absolutely win. Wall needs to support their own. The the yep. Boss Hog boys, Jeremiah Morrill, has a real shot at winning his county council seat, and so make sure you go out there and hit up his page. Can you look up what the what the donation link is, or I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, so please go out, drive drive to uh, to Indiana, and knock on some doors him uh, for him if you can. So I'm talking to you, Stone. That's right. Uh, Tad Western, other final thoughts? That's me. Uh, final thoughts. I don't know. It's a crazy world we're living in, man. It's exciting times. I, I, I keep wanting to fire up my, my microphone, but I think if I do, it'll just it'll end me. I, I say one wrong thing, and <sighs> Tad, it could be bad. What I want you to do is I want a Tad segment. I know. Once, I need Once I, a week. Five minutes, if you can. No, I can, I can do five minutes. Yeah. You don't How have about to- I do five minutes a day? If you did, I can't do five minutes though because I get pissed off and I just start ranting. If you did, listen, it is it is not been. I didn't I didn't want to do the show today, the Chris Spangle show. The the daily commitment of doing a show yeah. is a lot. Yeah, and today was the first day where I was like, I could just flake on it, and I didn't. I persevered. It took a thirty minutes out of my day. 
That's my problem. I need somebody on my ass. Yeah. Well, and so what you what you learn is like, okay, this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, so, I, I'm not worried about it being bad. I'm just the motivation to get there. You know, right? You just got to do it. I you know. Gotta make yourself do I got to jump in the pool. Yep. Well, Jeremiah, I tried. But Spangle has the worst internet service in the world here. Why are you on the Wi-Fi? We're not, probably we probably got load, you. Don't have good cell service here either, though. We got deplatformed. <laughs> you don't have good anything here. You need to move. This is the happening. We're getting deplatformed. Well, I don't know. Screw you guys. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> final well, thoughts. thanks for having us. Yeah. Final <laughs> thoughts for me. This is exactly what I was talking about when. <laughs> When you create an environment where you accept censorship from private companies, you lay the groundwork for the government to start censoring and codifying that into law, and they won't do it if you scream like a banshee and screech your way all the way to Washington and change things. So make sure you do it. Um, thank you to Craig DaCosta, Jason Doolittle, Christy Avery, uh, Paul Jonathan Eads Jr., the Liberty Coalition, for being our $100 a month Patreon subscribers. You can support this program. Uh, it is incredibly important now more than ever that you support We Are Libertarians. Uh, and uh, we are so thankful that you do. And uh, God bless all those who do. Because uh, as this gets more successful, then it costs us more. So God we, bless you folks. And we're able to do more stuff. So very, very good. All right, guys. I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon. <laughs> yeah. It's been so so nice having you two next week. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. All right. Get out, Tad. Oh. All, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you tomorrow on the Chris Spangle show.